everybody. Thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman. Whoever you are, wherever you are listening from, thank you so much for checking out the Bad Gast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate your continued love and support. And if you're a brand new listener to the show, man, thank you so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship. You can follow me on Instagram at March 4th Pod, on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman. The host site is March4th.podbean.com. The link tree with all of my stuff is in the podcast description for this episode. Y'all made it here, so you found us somehow. And I truly appreciate each and every one of you checking out another edition out of March 4th with Mike Bauman podcast. I hope that everybody is doing well. It's crazy that we are already right at the end of the first two months of the year, man. It's nuts. It's been very productive for the podcast so far. I've had some great episodes out the gate. Thank you very much to all of you who are listening. And again, if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome aboard that pirate ship. But yeah, man, I hope that 2023 is off to a great start for all of you. I myself have been just working on getting back in good shape. Um, I'm still not doing too good as far as the sleep game is concerned, man. I uh, need to get better sleep. It's hard shutting off my hamster and a wheel brain, but physically I feel really good. I started a new workout program, not to sound uh, like I'm all yoked or whatever, because I'm not. Uh, I'm just trying to maintain, guys. I'm in I'm in my mid-30s now. Let's be honest, man. All right. I'm not a spring chicken no more. I don't shine shoes no more. No more shines, Billy. Um but I started a new workout program in mid-Jan, and uh, it's it's been going well, man. I, I've been eating pretty pretty well for the most part. Um, it's it's been a fun program, mixing high intensity interval training, hit training as it were, and lifting. So they call it Lift Four. It's a beach body workout. They are not a sponsor, but I've been doing their stuff since I was twenty. You know what? Twenty one years old when I did P ninety X back in the day. Shout out Tony Tony Horton. Uh, but yeah, I, I was looking to switch it up because I feel like your body gets used to stuff after a while and I was kind of plateauing. I felt like doing doing the same workouts for a while and, and I'm also careful because guys, like I said, I don't really jump around too much. Uh, I'm not really a great dancer. Um, this would be a horrible episode, like a horrible episode of, of, a, of a dating show. I can't dance. I don't got a lot of rhythm. Uh, but I can help you with uh, with your spreadsheets. I do data analytics, and uh, I'm a catch. I'm a real catch. <coughs> it made my throat sore when I said that. Where was I? Oh, yeah. So anyway, man, um, so I'm, I, I try to be careful with the jumping around stuff, and, and, and I don't really enjoy a ton of cardio um, because I, I just – I, I've always been on the thinner side, so it's like I, 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 you know, gaining weight has been more difficult for me than 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 losing weight over the years. And I know a lot of you are probably listening, be like, "Well, we hate you because we have the opposite problem." Um, but also being in a second floor apartment, man, I can't be like, you know, climbing the, the walls like Spider Man. So I found this program; it's four days a week, and it's a good mixing of uh, of lifting and of cardio and it's and it's been good so far man so i've got like three weeks left of that so yeah i'm just trying to stay in shape if i sound a little weird it's it's because my sinuses are just this tennessee weather man i've lived down here almost eight years and i've never gotten used to it but uh we go from 80 to 40 to 50 to 60 to rain to sun it's it's nuts it's all over the place uh the weather here definitely has multiple personalities so the barometric pressure, as it were, especially with the tumor that I had in my skull when I was younger, messes with my my nasal cavity. So I've I've kind of had a uh, 
a bad sinus headache today, but we're getting through it, man. We're getting through it. But again, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to tune into the podcast. I love sharing stories of perseverance and moving forward. It's been awesome to connect with all the people that I've been able to connect with, man, and and the positive interactions that I've had through this show. It's really been a light in my life in the last, you know, almost three years now since I really got back into this bad boy with a pandemic. And uh, I'm just really grateful, man. I'm grateful that you're here. I'm grateful that I'm here. It's been a crazy few years, but uh, at the end of the day, you wake up, the sun comes up, and you get a brand new fresh start to go after whatever it is that, that, that makes you tick and makes you feel alive. And uh, I'm, I'm just super humbled and grateful by the attention the show is getting and, and the fact that it's been growing and the fact that all of you are here. So thank you. And speaking of humbled and speaking of new beginnings, man, and, and, and just just a lot of new energy, I'm really excited for this week's guest. These guys are some headbangers out of the San Antonio, Texas area. They are none other than Morning Sun metalcore band i just like to say metal band now man there's so many different genres and subgenres of, of metal but if you like headbanging you will love morning sun and that's morning as in i'm mourning the loss of somebody it's with a u and like i said these guys are based in the san antonio texas area we've got jericho on the vocals kobe on guitar josh on guitar manny on bass and john on drums on this episode we actually got jericho josh manny and john we did not uh, we did not get Kobe on this one, unfortunately, but we got four to five guys on this show, and uh, shout out to Johnny Zirkel over at High Road for hooking this up. Uh, I really appreciate his belief in the show and, and all the awesome people like the dudes in Morning Sun that he's sending my way, but as some of you may or may not know, I am a fan of heavy metal. I'm a fan of metalcore. I'm a fan of all genres and corridors of metal, and I checked these guys out. The first song that I heard from them when, when Johnny reached out to me to see if I would be interested in having them on the podcast was Ferocious Tongues, and that one was definitely a banger, man. I loved it. Ship Set to Sail, Night Terrors, and Night Terrors uh, came out in August of 2022, and at the time we recorded this episode in early February, I think it had over 121,000 streams on Spotify alone. It was really blowing up for them. And as you guys will be listening to this episode, their brand new EP called Second Skin just came out on February 9th. Their latest single off of that is Spineless, which within a few weeks of release has over 16,000 views on the music video for YouTube. So it's it's doing great. Um, obviously, when we recorded this, it was before the EP came out, Second Skin. So we talked about the recording process for that. We talked about these guys and their history as a band, what got them into heavy music, um, you know, things that they've persevered through along the way, especially these last couple of years with the pandemic. But these guys have played all around Texas, man, from shows with The Plot and You, Silent Planet, like Moss to Flames, Dayseeker, The Devil Wears Prada. Like these guys have, have gotten their time in on the stage and they're continuing to do so. Uh, I know they had their EP release show at the Paper Tiger down there in Texas. So I'm I'm just really pumped for these dudes. I'm really excited for what's on the horizon for them. I really genuinely enjoy their sound. There's a visceral quality to Jericho's voice, and that combined with the, the awesome musicianship of the other guys in the band, Kobe, Josh, Manny, and John, is really, really awesome. Um, and I, I, I genuinely enjoyed their EP, Second Skin. I hope you all listen to it. But before you listen to it, I hope you listen to this conversation. So without further ado... 
I'm going to show my big yapper. And give you guys my conversation with Jericho, Josh, Manny, and John of Morning Sun. Here it is. All right, guys. Well, after my my little spiel, I promise I won't talk that much now that we're officially hitting recording. But uh, thank you so much for joining the show. I'm really excited to talk to you guys. I'm a big fan of heavy music and metalcore. And I know that's right up y'all's alley and just, you know, listening to your singles that you've released over the years, seeing some of the shows that you guys have played. I'm I'm really stoked to get you guys on here, especially with new music coming out. So since we've got multiple members of the band, man, um, before before we get too far down the path with everybody talking, why don't you guys just introduce yourselves and let people know what your name is and, and what you play in the band. And that way, when you speak, uh, people know who's talking. Uh, okay, I guess I'll start. Uh, my name is Jericho. I do vocals for us. Uh, I also co-write, but we all write. So <laughs> that's the bit and piece of it. Uh, my name is Josh. I play guitar and I'm the newest member of the band. I've been in with them since last February, about a year now. What's going on? Uh, my name's John. I play drums. What's up? I'm Emmanuel, and uh, I'm the founding member of the band. I'm the bassist. Formerly guitarist. Same yes, as me. Formerly. I was formerly yes. the bassist, yes. and now I'm the vocalist. Lots of nice. War. I appreciate you guys joining, man. I guess just as a place to start, um, you guys are based out of the San Antonio, Texas area, right? There's obviously a lot of rich music history in Texas from, you know, obviously metal like Pantera, country obviously i know austin obviously is a huge music city but i i know san antonio got got a scene down there too um the site of impact is a band i've had on the show i don't think they're in san antonio but i know they're they're in the southern texas area but just talk to me about how you guys got into into heavy music and music in general like what was the bug that bit you because it's i know for people who play music and, and love it that there's usually a rabbit hole or kind of a a moment that begins that gets you going down that path. What was that for you guys? Um, well, I guess I'll start. Uh, for me, it was definitely my dad. He was the reason why I first got into music. Um, we were never really close growing up. And, um, you know, I used to play sports and stuff to get him out to the events, you know, to try to, you know, spend time with him. But it was just kind of something that we didn't really seem to connect on. But he has played guitar for as long before even I was alive. He learned by ear. And I didn't learn that until a few years after, but um, I used to try to get him to teach me guitar and he used to play whatever fast lick he could and be like, there's your lesson. And I'm like, all right. And it would took, it went from that to me taking his guitar, going online, finding tabs, YouTube videos, anything I could learn. Um, that's what got me to start playing music. And at that point it was just a hobby. It was just something I enjoyed doing. I don't think it was until, God, it wasn't until I think 20 14 or 2015 I had saw actually one of our locals here uh Danella Drive play, perform at um River City Rockfest which was an old which was a festival they used to put on here that had a bunch of like major bands like Megadeth and like Five Figure Death Punch uh Lincoln Park all come play at it but I remember seeing them and it just it awoken something in me for live music I remember seeing them and being like that's what I want to do and it was such a key moment that pivoted me into really pushing myself into like learning music and then proceeded to getting me into the scene here. As far as vocals go, um, I've sung for 
a long time in my own time because I always found it something fun to do. But I always just played instruments for the longest time. It was until um, we reformed this band and um, we were looking for a vocalist and nobody really seemed to fit. And, you know, I talked to the guys. I was like, hey, you know, let me let me throw my hat. Let me throw my ring in the hat. Let me try. Let me give a go at it. I did a couple covers and uh, kind of gave them the confidence to let me go at it. Nice, man. Thanks for sharing that. I guess I'll go next. Um, I've always been surrounded by a lot of heavy music. My dad is one of those like classic metalhead guys. He tells me all the time about how he saw like oh Iron Maiden. He saw uh, Rat. He saw uh, Judas Priest back when he was a kid, and he's always uh, been showing me that music. And then my brother, growing up, since he was a proper '90s kid, he was listening to all those big bands back in the day, and so I just had that with me throughout my entire childhood. I've always wanted to play music. I didn't get my first guitar until I was 12. And it was like, from there, the that was like the Pandora's box for me. I started to just sink into into heavier and heavier music. It's been like my, my escape, and it's been the, the greatest thing that's possibly gone in my life. Yeah, I see the Disturbed uh, posters and stuff in the background, man. Like, yeah. I first time I saw them live was... Uh, 15 years ago actually it was 2008 and that was when death punch's first record came out wow. so they were opening for disturbed and i saw them at this venue called bogarts in cincinnati ohio it was just like this old german theater i think that live nation bought and turned into a a concert venue so there's just a big wooden floor and, and that show was the birth of me no longer being in the pit because it was insane um but yeah, disturbed. Uh, obviously, huge mainstays, man. So yeah, shout out yeah. to those posters. Cool, man. Thank you, thank you. It's funny. Actually, the first time I did see Disturbed was at River City Rock Fest, like Jericho was talking about. I saw them there too. Yeah, twenty seventeen. We no, twenty fifteen, maybe. Long ago. Yeah, we were floating around each other and didn't even know it. <laughs> Small world. Yeah, it is. So uh, I guess I'll go ahead and start. Um. So being the uh, oldest member in the band, um, I'll say that living in San Antonio and being around the culture as, as much as possible, um, it's been weird because there's just a lot of different aspects of what San Antonio brings. But I've been into metal since, uh, since I was a kid. Uh, my dad and my brother would always play on like ACDC, Boston, Tom Petty. Yeah, just uh, going to the store in the van to go and get groceries. And then later down the line, uh, that's when I really started kind of wanting to get into music and, and just wanting to play drums. And uh, it was actually when my brother had filled in for his church and that was when I had known that that was what I had wanted to do was play drums and ever since then uh it was on my 18th birthday that's when I had gotten my first kit and uh I had never looked back nice what about you Emmanuel for me, um, I kind of, I growing up, uh, I wasn't really introduced to metal. Um, 
I kind of found it on my own. Me having access to cable TV and to Time Warner on demand at the time. <laughs> I would just browse the music. And at first I was really into like rock, rock bands like Foo Fighters and stuff. But then um, I got into more post-hardcore stuff or more pop punk stuff like the used uh, Under Oath. And then I discovered Metallica and then that blew my mind. I was like, what the fuck? Like those, those riffs, those riffs got me hooked in. And um, uh, I was like 11 at the time. And I showed this to my sister and I eventually got her into metal too. But growing up, um, I wasn't introduced to it. Nobody played an instrument in my family. And I was kind of like, mom, can I get this guitar? And my, we didn't have money to afford one. So my neighbor heard my neighbor, Jay, he heard that I wanted to play guitar. So, um, he got the money for me and he bought me my first, um, little basic Stratocaster guitar. And then from there, I just started playing every day, trying to learn as much as I could. And then I got into bands like August Burns Red. Um, that really got me into, into wanting to perform live when I, I, I didn't, I didn't get to see them at a young age, but I saw their live performances on YouTube. I'm like, I really want to do that. <laughs> so that's how it started for me. Awesome. I appreciate you guys sharing that, man. I'm always curious how people got into, you know, heavy music, um, you know, kind of, kind of similar to you guys. I mean, like I, I grew up, <clears throat> listening to music in the house with my parents, even though they weren't musicians, there, there was always music playing, you know, like my dad was, was very much classic rock, you know, Tom Petty, Eric Clapton, Boston, all that stuff. Um, my mom was more eighties pop and staying the police talking heads, you know, some of that new wave stuff. Uh, the closest they probably ever got to any of the stuff that we listened to was like the early and mid nineties stuff. I remember my dad had uh, back when there were tapes, although bands are now doing that now is kind of like a cool merch item. But um, back when the car used to have a tape <laughs> yeah. deck, man, my dad had an Alice in Chains um, unplugged record, which I think is the best acoustic unplugged record ever. Um, and, and my mom got a little bit into Pearl Jam, but that's like the closest they got. And then my big brother, Brandon, um, he, he loved Metallica and Guns N' Roses and Megadeth and Korn. Um, so that's, that's how I started getting into heavy music. Cause I wanted to be like him. And then I found that it just, that was the music that spoke to me the most was, was heavy music. It was like a good catharsis, you know, and when my parents got divorced, when I was like 11 years old, that, you know, that was a good place to go for a lot of those, those feelings, you know what I mean? So I think that's why metal fans and heavy music fans are so dedicated to the bands they listen to, because there's that emotional connection that I, I don't know exists in too many other genres quite like that you know what i mean yeah. yeah i just realized i don't think i really answered the question of how i got into heavy music just that i started playing music because much like josh like my dad he like i grew up he played metallica and all like those big four thrash metal bands around me and like boston and um ufo and all that but i need to definitely give credit because i used to be kind of a metal elitist growing up where i was like if they're singing in the band it's not fucking metal i fucking hate it that's stupid that's not metal it wasn't until um 
what is it? I met Kobe, we uh, our other guitarist who could not be here today. Uh, we've known each other since middle school, and he got me into like August Burns Red, Attack Attack, um, Rings of Saturn. Uh, he really opened up my mind to like all like the new like metal bands at that time and like you know the new wave of it so i can't go without thanking him for being where i am now because i don't think if i would have met him i don't know if i would have ever gotten to those bands or if it would have happened at the time it did so with each of you guys being musicians man <laughs> like what what was the either the first song that you tried to learn or the first song that you really want that you wanted to master you know because because i know there's always that point where you know, your playing ability gets to a point where you're like, okay, I can kind of learn it by ear, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or like you look up the tabs on like ultimate guitar. That's what I used to do back in the day. I mean, I stink, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, what, what was that song for you guys where you're like, that was like the, the Holy grail. Like I got to learn that. Um, I feel like for me, so the first thing I ever tried to learn was the solo for Santeria by Sublime. I remember being like, I remember hearing that and being like, I really want to, ju- I just want to know the solo. I just want to learn how to play that. And then after learning that, um, I kind of use ultimate guitar tabs, but I ended up finding this website called Songster, which does like a little like play along kind of thing. So they have like the, the superior tabs, tabs literally. Yeah, so where it's good. like playing all along with everything. But um, the first, the first two real songs I remember learning side by side was Master of Puppets by Metallica and um, Tornado of Souls by Megadeth. I just went immediately into the thrash because I was trying to learn like all these slower rock songs, you know, like Foo Fighter songs and um, Alice in Chains. And it just wasn't scratching that itch. I was like, this is just, this feels too easy. Like I, I need, I need something that's more challenging for me personally. So I was just like, let me just get into thrash. That shit's fast and it, and it punches. I think for me, it was probably like, uh, well, my first song that I had learned was uh, Time of Your Life by Green Day. Because I was really big into Green Day back when I was first learning guitar, and I've always been one who liked energy and music. And really cool. I, yeah, fucking, I remember wanting to learn Green Day songs just because I liked the how fast paced and how fun they sounded. And then, um, the first song that I actually managed to learn all the way through and was like really cool with was maybe. Oh, that's a that's a hard one, but yeah, just like Jericho, I remember just like going on the internet, printing out tabs, and then I found Songster, just doing that, and then. But what was the song? I really don't remember. That's the thing. My mem, my I have goldfish memory. That's the issue. Oh, dude. <laughs> it's okay. You'll probably remember. Like we'll, we'll probably close out from this meeting. Or from I don't. Meeting, I don't know where. I'm just gonna be like that song. You're gonna, you're gonna be like fuck. <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> Josh, let me ask you, if you don't remember the first one, what was the song that you were happy you felt like you, you mastered or came pretty close to mastering where you're like, okay, I got this. I can play this now. Um, for me, it was a song from no. Uh, I didn't think he was asking Josh a question. <laughs> oh, the, the, wrong sorry, Jay, Josh. the wrong Jay. John oh, said, God. we don't okay. got time for that shit. Yeah. All good. Fuck it. I think. Ooh, that, that that one in itself is a harder question. I want to say maybe I'm really having to go back to my music school days. Um, I'm going to go with a hard pass on that, but I remember wanting to learn a lot of Avenged Sevenfold back in the day too because uh, the music school that I had been going to, I had auditioned for their house band, and it was like, oh, uh, fucking, if you can learn an Avenged Sevenfold song, you can be good. So 
Oh, I put it away, but I have a Zachy Vengeance guitar behind me, usually. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, my mirror one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. No, you're good. I just, I was curious to hear, I was, like, I'm curious to get that info from Josh. You're all good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, John, what about you and the drums, man? So, uh, also kind of dabbling into like the hardcore scene um the first song that i had really perfected um was from a sort of old school uh hardcore punk band from california uh no bragging rights uh one of their title tracks was blind faith that one was a really fun one to do and i and i had really mastered it so i returned that one, uh, uh, another one from them was uh, uh, Death of an Era. Those two were really fun to do. That's surprising. Yeah. I don't know why, because I know you're super into like, Sleep Token now, so. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. I expected something. Um... Token. Yeah. Fuck, I don't the know what the I taste expected. changes. Yeah. Yeah, they're an interesting, uh, they're an interesting band. I started, I started getting into them recently too. They've got almost like a, the singer's got kind of almost like he could do, like pop or like rhythm and blues, but mm-hmm. it's it's with like a metal. You know what I mean? I feel like, like, has, I feel like he has yeah. this Shakira vibe in him, only with like how his voice sounds, because like you know, kind of has that has that kind of that depth into it. I don't very know. Soulful it's, voice. Yeah, it's, it's very soulful, but. There's there's this like I think it's this old vine or something with um this girl being like oh and Shakira burns herself with water and she goes like and like for something <laughs> about that like there's something with the like inflection on that that just makes you think about Sleep Token but like sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, I wonder how long they'll they'll go with the you know because obviously they got like the masks and everything and Slipknot back in the day like nobody knew who they you know they oh, were yeah. they were just the numbers and then eventually there was kind of like the reveal yeah. Um, I yeah. wonder how long they'll keep keep that up. Um, but the music's great. I mean, and I didn't even I the music came to me before I even saw what they what they looked like as far as performing live. But yeah, it's it's interesting. He's got kind of like that soulful poppy, like the song that I really like for them is the the love you want. Oh, you know? yeah. I fucking yeah. love that. That album is really good. That album is yeah. so fucking good. What yeah, is it? It's- I've known about them since I fucking joined the band because John used to rave about them all the fucking time. He used to be like, go do the sleep yeah. token song, sleep token. He was fucking, he was on it while everybody else was sleeping on it. I was like, oh, okay, I'll yeah. check them out. Yeah, sure. Kind of put it off. But as soon as I heard him, I was like, oh, wait, it's kind of fucking, it's kind of yeah. slap. They really had something special as far as, as far as who they were as being an artist and how they managed their band and how, and how, how they pre, uh, presented themselves for sure man emmanuel what, what about you dude what, what what was the song that you really wanted to master did that or that you remember learning and getting down and made you feel like okay i'm 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 a legit musician now i can i could do this well um i remember the first song i ever played with a band where i had my my couple of my high school friends who we were jamming and we learned holiday by green day that was the first song that I played with a band, and I'm like, "Holy shit, this sounds good." <laughs> we were, we were, we all, we all knew the parts while well rehearsed, and, and it clicked in my mind. I'm like, I really wanted to do this. But the song, the metal song that really 
that I mastered or I got really close to mastering was Meddler by August Burns Red. Oh, hell yeah. I got I was super obsessed with that song and I spent hours trying to learn it. I eventually uploaded a video on YouTube. So <laughs> that's what I did with that. Nice. I, I love I love how we've got multiple multiple guys in the band with Green Day and August Burns Red. That's cool. So different ends of the musical spectrum, but it's it's cool to hear the influences, man. Um I, I'm still kicking myself for not seeing them when they were on tour with Kill Switch Engage. I'm pretty sure they came through Nashville and I can't remember if it got bumped or moved with the pandemic or it was like right around maybe before. I know um, oh, I know they're on tour with uh Double Wars Prada right now. Yeah. Yeah, the last time I saw them was with fucking what is it? Uh with Crystal Lake and um Astronoid. The first time I ever saw Astronoid and those dudes are some ambient riffy motherfuckers and i loved it they are they're fucking awesome crystal lake too those dudes are so nice there's a there's a lot of great things happening in heavy music now and and you know pivoting that back to you guys man and you know i I really enjoyed listening to your singles like i said i can't i can't wait to listen to the the forthcoming ep second skin as as we're talking as people people are, are listening to this now it'll be out because it'll be the end of february when this episode drops but as i'm talking to you guys now we're about a you know less than a week away from the release but um emmanuel you mentioned being the the founding member of, of morning sun i mean just i know this has been roughly six years now right it was 2017 so how did all of you guys eventually come together to form morning sun down there in san antonio with the music scene because i know you guys as a band have played a, a you know throughout texas and have played a number of shows man so how did morning sun come to fruition give us the origin story well uh so it all started in high school i was trying to form a band and uh you know we've gone through so many drummers so many guitarists bassists vocalist our original vocalist uh his name was Devin and um one day he just didn't show up to practice and that's that was the end of that he was a pretty good screamer and um I want I always wonder if the direction of the band would have gone differently if he had stayed but then eventually um uh we got a new screamer and we we had formed we were originally under closed eyes and open minds. That was the band name back then. <laughs> and uh, we 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 abandoned it and picked Morning Sun after our way to the studio. Um, the light was hitting our vocalist at the time, his his eyes, and he he yelled out Morning Sun. Morning, he yelled out um, the Morning Sun is uh, hitting hitting my eyelids. And we all yelled out, we all yelled out Morning Sun as a band name. And we kind of stuck with that. Yeah. Uh, off, after years of playing music, we eventually ran into John. Um, we were looking for a drummer, our previous drummer before that was Kyle Bertrand. He, uh, great drummer. He, he uh, recorded our first EP, um, Therapy Sessions, which is no longer up on social media anymore. But uh, if you listen to Ships, he's still on there. But yeah, we ran into John. He submitted, and I loved his playing. And then we ran into Jericho, and I think you can go from there, Jericho. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so I actually came in after hopping off another local here, um, which rather set back. Um, me and my old roommate, uh, he played guitar for them, and he got me in with them because uh, I was going to play for another local. Dropped like a couple hundred dollars on gear or a few hundred dollars on gear, and they ended up just not going with me because they didn't want to remove another member, even though they said they were going to. I was like, okay, whatever. Just wasted all this money for nothing. So I ended up going to play with them. Uh, ended up We ended up leaving that band, and um, uh, we had played a few shows with Morning Sun before I played with them, and I really liked their stuff. I thought they were really good. Uh, they had posted about looking for new basis and I just kind of, I respond, I like messaged, I can't remember if it was their page or Emmanuel specifically, but um, I ended up going over to Emmanuel's place that's, uh, I think that same weekend. And I started going through the songs with him and I was picking it up pretty quickly and Manny seemed to like how quickly I was picking it up. So it slowly went for me kind of trying out to the band to within that same month, we shot a music video with me in it. And I was like, does this mean I'm in the band now? And they were like, yeah, dude, fucking course you're in the music video. And I was like, oh sick awesome love it um and then our guitarist nate at the time ended up walking away from the band he just walked away from music for a bit for um uh family reasons and i brought my old roommate in and he played with us for i think about a year until uh we ended up kind of the band broke up for about a year as well our last vocalist decided that he wasn't that he just was quitting music essentially and um, everybody else just kind of pulled off from there. And then me, John, and Manny came back together. And we're like, hey, let's let's try to keep this thing going. Let's look for, you know, replacements and stuff. At that time, I was playing bass. And we actually reached out to uh, Kobe, our current guitarist, about doing vocals for us. And so we were going to go into a different name. We were going to call ourselves Covert Hearts or Covert Heart. And as we started to proceed forward with that, it just kind of like didn't stick. And we ended up falling back in the morning sun because we ended up having a, getting an email back from uh, No Cover, which was a show that we were on last year on YouTube that Samirian Records had put on. We had submitted that um, a year prior and they reached out to us and we were like, hey, um, if y'all could be out here next week for shooting, could you do it? And we were just kind of like, fuck yeah, we can. And we... Um, <laughs> So yeah, we, we gotta we gotta thank No Cover for bringing the band back together. Yeah, because honestly, if it wasn't for No Cover, we wouldn't have got a full group back together. Because Kobe ended up because I was trying to reach back out to our old guitarist Jason, my old roommate, and I was like, "Hey, dude, you know we got this opportunity. We're gonna call it California. I figured I'd reach out to you first, you know, since you you were the last guitarist." And he just turned it down. He said he didn't want to do it. And I was like, "All right, dude, that's fine." So I reached out to Kobe and was like, "Hey, man, you want to come play bass?" Uh, for the show that we're going to fly to California to do. And he was like, day of, he was like, fuck yes, I'm doing it. And uh, we got one of our other friends, Tyler, which uh, was our other guitarist before he ended up moving to Colorado and then Josh replaced him. Um, so we all came back. So we all kind of got our group together. We had actually Kyle Bertrand come with us as well to do photos and kind of just give us his advice because he's, He's, he does a lot of photography for a lot of like big bands. He's done a lot of tours. So he's seen enough artists to trust his, you know, opinion and all that. So he kind of gave him his input and all that stuff. So we went out to California. We filmed no cover. We came back. Keep in mind too, that uh, we only had three practices, I believe. Yeah. As yeah. a full project. Three practices. We had three practices before we went out. And that was my first time ever performing live as a vocalist. And it was in front of fucking Alice Cooper, Lizzie Hale, Bishop Briggs, Tosin Abasi, and fucking um, Gavin Rossdale. I was shitting my pants up there. 
because I never performed live as a vocalist before. And I was like, oh, fuck, they're going to see right fucking through me, aren't they? I'm going to sound like <laughs> ass, huh? They, they seemed to think I was fine. At least most of them did. <laughs> um, but yeah, if it wasn't for no cover, we wouldn't have got back together like this. And um, after Tyler left, we had a, uh, we started reaching out to local guitarists that we knew about, you know, looking for a new guitarist. And Josh ended up hitting us up and was like, hey, man, uh, I'm no longer with this other local band. I would love to come play with y'all. We were like, okay, let's see how quickly you can pick up this stuff or let's see what you can do. He learned, do I think. Go into my side of that? Yeah, I'll let you go into so, your side. Uh, previously, I was a part of a band called Finding September, a local pop punk band that did a, a couple small tours from like here in Texas <laughs> all the way to South Carolina and then we uh we all of course fell off because of the pandemic uh we tried to get back together things fell through and then i spent a year just not doing music and i was really just declining and eventually i kind of got fed up with it i was like i, I needed to make a change so i made a, a post saying hey i want to change what i'm doing right now i want to get back into music and then i think after i had made that i think i'd seen when jericho was asking about a guitarist and then we kind of just connected right there then yeah he sent me the songs i learned dead weight first because that was the the i think that was the single that came out first right? yeah yeah that was the single yeah and that definitely that song kicked my ass when i was first learning it to be honest like i i've always heard that i was a great guitarist and i don't i didn't believe it before and then learning that song and it really elevated my guitar playing and i could tell like i really was not shit before but uh, I'm really happy to be here. I've grown so much as a musician, as a writer, and a performer as well. Sorry, I feel like this is a little long-winded, but uh, yeah, that's our that's our lore. Oh yeah. No, no, I appreciate it. That's why I love podcasts, man, because you you get you get to skinny on everything. Um, so that that's crazy. I, I can't imagine going to play. You said three practices, and and all of a sudden you're you never you never sang before like that and you're staring at alice cooper lizzie hale and tosin abasi like that's insane man was it in la california yeah we were in a west hollywood i had never screamed before either i had only sang so i think it was only like i think it was like a week before because we were trying because we were just starting to kind of process me into doing vocals and they finally heard me scream and they're like you can scream like that because they really like my mids and i was like why is that good i was like i have no fucking clue I just assume I sound like ass, but that's just because I'm really hard on myself and that's how I push myself. So I was just kind of like, oh, y'all like it? Okay, I'll keep doing it. Wasn't and it this was, Troubadour? Was this post-pandemic? Uh, ye- yes. It was I think this, during the pandemic. Yeah, this was right in the thick of it. I think this, this yeah. was during 2020. Okay. So we were kind of communicating all through Discord online and then they would come over to my place. I think they stayed over my place for almost like a week and we started writing... Um the next ep we were trying to write new music which we didn't even end up fucking like none of this stuff on this new ep is anything that we worked on then mostly because we didn't have like josh or kobe and bringing kobe and totally changed their like our sound like entirely because that dude is fucking really deep into like uh bands like era and fucking bill of maya so really like prog um uh instrumental type music like a lot more like intricate shit going on which i think is exactly what the direction that we needed which is honestly why i was trying to hook my trying to really drag him in and be like dude come on you got to play with us you're not doing anything right now i know you write your solo music i know you play drums but dude come play guitar i know how good you are and he's like all right all right all right 
So this new EP, like everybody that, that we've got on the pod now, um, Second Skin is what it's going to be called. It's coming out. It'll be it dropped two nine. So again, as of this episode, people listen to it now. Obviously, go check it out. Listen to the whole podcast first, and then go listen to it after. Um, I would appreciate it. Um, I would hope also, so. Please, all all you guys uh, for Second Skin, everybody that that that's on this podcast, you guys were all part of that recording. As mm-hmm. far as that, MVP. yeah. Um, for yeah, pretty much entirely. I think the only track that wasn't really all of the current members um was dead weight and contrition because i think we wrote that one with uh, our last guitarist tyler so josh was the only one who wasn't a part of that one and um i cannot remain which oh, i'm dropping the track names but it's fine i think we already did uh which is the last one on the ep and we've had that one in the works since i played bass for the band we've had that song for about five years and uh, we've just kind of been holding on to it cultivating it and getting it to where we like it but so out of that whole EP, the first four songs are kind of like the step in the new direction we're going. And then the last song on that EP is definitely very reminiscent of our old style, a lot more like post-hardcore and like um, counterparts inspired. Yeah, I really, uh, the, the songs that really jumped out to me that I, that I liked from you guys, and I dug them all, but just the, the three that I, that I wrote down that I really loved. I emailed you guys about one of them, Ferocious Tongues. I love that one um ship set to sail i really liked i think that might have been the first one back in the day and then yeah that was the very first song um congrats on night terrors because i know that's that's gone over a hundred thousand and recently i I looked on spotify because i have spotify that's almost at one hundred twenty-two thousand spotify streams as of listening to this and is it slavkowski am i saying that right or slavkowski john John slavkowski yeah um funny enough uh he actually i was playing in his uh band um earlier for like the better part of entirely last year uh snake father and i was already playing with them and i was like dude i was like this one's a heavy track might come and feature on it man like i think you could really work your magic in and he was like all right i'll come do it wrote his own tower part and it was fucking it was really great to work with him he is one of the most ambitious people like i have had the pleasure of working with yeah, so can you guys talk to me about that one, man? Because obviously that one's blowing up for you guys. I mean, what what's it like to have a single like that do so well? Because I think it's been out about six months now, right? It came out in August of 22. Yep. I mean, as far as everything that you guys have been through, the lineup changes we're talking about, Josh, you mentioned being in another band and things kind of falling through with the pandemic and you know stepping away from music and then just being like, gosh, I can't not play music. I love music. Like, you know, just the theme of the show, perseverance and moving forward. You guys have obviously done that. I mean, what's it like to have a single like that and the success of that heading into, you know, a new EP coming out? How cool has it been just to see that grow and grow? Well, so we had that blow up out of nowhere a few months ago. Um, I think it was like two months ago. We, uh, I remember actually Emmanuel, I think waking me up and uh, he was like, dude, have you checked the Spotify? And I was like, what, why? He was like, we just had night terrorists jump like, 20,000 streams and I was like what do you mean and I went up I went and opened you know the Spotify login for the artist and I was just looking at it I'm like there were like four 300 people listening to like our music at that moment and I was like what the fuck just happened and we kind of blew up across a few cities uh, outside and within the U.S. I was like holy shit did someone give us a shout out like what the fuck happened we still don't know exactly where all those streams came from but we're thankful for them but um it's been really nice to know that the spike in streams has you know been able to reach out people like you and other people who have reached out to us and really enjoyed it because i think for a minute there after we dropped it 
uh, we didn't feel like it was really catching. And I was kind of like, damn, I was like, I think we might've hit the, I think we might've missed the mark on this one. Like we were really digging the track, but uh, we didn't think that everybody else was. We were like, fuck, like, okay, well, I guess, you know, you win some and you lose some, but it ended up just uh, doing much better than I could have expected within the amount of time it did. Yeah, and for Second Skin, I mean, I'm obviously really excited to listen to this. I know people listen to this show are too. Um, the the meaning behind Spineless, which is the the single that's going to drop, I think when the when the EP comes out, right? That'll mm-hmm. be out February 9th. I read we're about. Also, the we're, oh, sorry, we're also dropping a music video for it that same day. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, and I and I I read about Spineless. It you know just. You know, I think Jericho, you said it was it was kind of about how, you know, people close to you maybe saying that about you. And you're like, OK, this is kind of a slap in the face to people who who think that I am like it's it's a very it's a very heavy track. Um, yeah. but I think lyrically, it's it's pretty, pretty emotionally, you know, charged as well. Like it's, um, you know, and I don't mean that. And like for fans of emo, like I don't mean it in like an emo way. I just mean like it's it's a pretty in your face yeah. song. That's you guys. Um bringing the melodic parts but that one's definitely a, a pretty ferocious one to, to come out the gate with I really liked it that was definitely um the intention with it we actually I think we wrote that song within like two weeks because uh we were trying to close up the EP and um Kobe in his own time he always writes demos he's always writing and he came to us with this one and I was like I fucking like it and I was like hold up I was like I think I can put some lyrics on it because I was starting to work on the lyrics for it because what I'll do is I'll write up sorry I write up lyrics with no specific intention to what song it goes to because I think it's um I think it's nice to try to mold lyrics around the feeling of a song and then kind of just watch them interact and change with one another so I remember writing the lyrics for this song while while we were recording it when I didn't have them complete but yeah it's essentially um I used to be a part of a friend group when I was a little younger and um we were all very close would see each other like every other day I love these people. And I remember there was this one night, they all talked to me. They're like, Hey man, you know, we love you, but you're kind of fucking spineless. And you know, you're kind of, uh, you're kind of like really easy to walk all over. And um, it just kind of hit me. Cause I've never had anybody tell me that before. I'm a, I was a pretty, I'm a pretty easygoing and nice dude. And, and I can see now how people could have took and did take advantage of that when I was younger. So um, it was just kind of this uh, feeling I've had, burrowed within me that I just never really got to express because as soon as I started uh, you know not being like that uh, these people kind of just stopped talking to me so there's definitely a lot of like resentment behind that music which charged those lyrics to be kind of how they were or are yeah, and in second skin, I mean, as far as the meaning with that, I mean, I, I think people kind of know conceptually what what it means when they hear second skin, right? Or even like shedding skin. Like, can you guys talk about like just making this music that you make? Because I think it's um, I think heavy music is in a really cool place right now. Like we were talking about Sleep Token and August Burns Red, Spirit Box was a band that blew up uh, during the pandemic. Um, you guys mentioned Era, another band that mm-hmm. I think is. To, to gain more and more fans very technically oriented right um and when i listen to y'all's music i mean there's there's elements obviously of metalcore um there's there's some proggy stuff um it sounds like maybe i, I don't know maybe it's my it's maybe there's some seven strings in there uh with Definitely. some of the um so so coming together and making second skin especially with with what you guys have been through just with lineup changes and stuff i mean 
what was it like in terms of the decision to just put an EP together versus maybe an LP and then just musically the theme of, of second skin. I mean, how, how fun was it to work on this? Um, personally, I absolutely loved working on this. I think it was something that we were definitely just, we, we've been itching to get like a new EP out and new music out, but we've been kind of having to bite our tongue and be patient with it. Um, we decided to go with an EP so it wouldn't be like a longer process. So we wouldn't have to wait like another year on top to like put out new music to put out a full length album. And being that our first EP isn't really on social media anymore, isn't anywhere. Um, we decided to kind of just, I guess, revamp ourselves with this one. Um, we plan on writing another EP before putting on an album, but it's all for, um, I guess, time's sake. It gives us, it, it scratches that itch of like wanting to drop music without, you know, being too impatient about it. But definitely it working definitely on it with these guys um, has been really really good really really great really fun and i'm very excited to be working on the next stuff that we got in store yeah it's been really fun to work on this album this ep on its own because um like i said i was away from music for a while and um i don't think i mentioned it before but i'd, I'd always listen to um the old morning sun music back when i was younger and i would always hear it pop up on my spotify i'm thinking like wow this is this is a really like these guys are really good and then um, now that I've had the chance to properly work with them and see just how their minds work and like what they they say is like oh let's, let's do this instead of that it's it's been super interesting uh, especially coming from my old project because it's it's been such a different change of pace but it's been it's been amazing it's truthfully like the one of the best songwriting experiences I've had. Yeah, that's that's one of the things I wanted to ask you, Josh. Especially yeah. you said coming from you were doing more pop punk before this, the last the last band that you were in. So yeah, obviously a huge change of pace. What's it been like working with Jericho and and Manny and John, and especially you know with that rhythm section yeah. too. You know, I mean, I know I know it's a, a different vibe when it comes to to metal. I mean, I'm sure there's some elements that cross over, but what was that transition like, man? Well, I've always had a heavier style. A lot of the reason that my old band would play with heavier bands especially with mornings and a couple times it's just because my writing style has a bit more of a percussive heavier tone to it it sounds a bit more easy chord than a pop punk sound um but i've always listened to metal and heavier music one of the biggest things like i said earlier is i love when music has energy i love feeling the energy of the music and watching as it cycles from you know the stage to the crowd and how the crowd you know just brings it back to us and Something that's been a lot cooler with playing metal has been just how different it can be. It's it's been such a more like I said energetic. I love the energy. That's like the biggest thing I love. Uh, it's just super super positive, super fun. And did you guys put this all together in San Antonio? Yeah, we actually. Uh, Kobe is the one who's producing, mixing, and mastering it all for us. So we kind of been keeping everything within our own little net, which has been. So nice to do. I love working with like producers, but it's really nice to know that we are capable of and self-sufficient to do it ourselves. It really makes an entire difference in the writing process. And as far as us being able to set our own schedules and put things out when we need to, as well as we're able to put our resources into, you know, other things back into the band, like, you know, like building our merch, uh, putting money aside for, you know, like touring capabilities, um, or better just gear. even promoting our stuff it's definitely been 
uh, nice to have the environment of having, you know, uh, because Emmanuel does graphic design and uh, like we've been talking about, Kobe is a producer and it's been really great to just have all of these nice assets on us and it just makes us feel a little bit more professional, a little bit more like in a different caliber, like we can really do something special. We got a, we got a, we got a, oh God, what's the word for it? We got to ace up our sleeve. And it's that um, we all do a little bit of something that keeps money in our pocket and also helps us really make things to be like how we want it rather than kind of relying on outside sources to just know what we want. Yeah, I've talked with, with a lot of artists on the show about, um, about you know, you, you really have to be like, you know, business minded when, when you're in a band. I mean, not that you didn't have to be back in the day, but at, at the same time now there's there's more access to music, which I think is awesome. But it's also like with these algorithms and playlists and all that stuff. You really stuff. have to like, know how to play it. It's an entirely different game now. I mean, yeah. hell, uh, Manny, Emmanuel used to manage the band back whenever um, he was still playing guitar and I played bass. Like he booked our shows. He did all of our art. Like he, he was the man with the fucking plan. And um, now it's the dynamics kind of shifted because now it's I am the man with the plan now. I kind of because uh, we have our manager, Joel uh, Spielman, who got us in touch with Hyro that got in touch with you. Um, and then now I kind of do all the booking for our shows. I kind of try to set our writing days um, and just make sure everybody can be where they are, where they need to be. And they're not like, you know going out of their way or I'm not inconveniencing them in their personal lives or anything like that so definitely with that aspect as well as like networking like I will go out to local shows to support but also just to talk with the other bands or even the big nationals just to try to get like a word in edgewise to be like hey check out my band please maybe you want to tour with us maybe you need an opener maybe maybe you can uh give give us a chance please yeah, man, it, it, you gotta you gotta make yourself known. That's one thing I'm trying to get I'm trying to get better at because I, I hate talking about myself. I love talking with people. I love learning about people and sharing their stories. But it's like I've never been good at like promoting myself. Um, and I know there's like marketing is like a, a whole other aspect that's probably mm-hmm. more what I need to be doing, especially in the podcast game because there's so many podcasts now. But but no, it's cool learning about your guys' story, man. And before we wrap it up, like you know, Manny, just to touch on that, man, with the graphic design. Um, did you do the artwork for night terrors? Cause that was actually, that, that was really sick. I really, I really thought that that was really cool. And, and, and if not, um, you know, what's, what's it like doing that kind of work as far as putting it with the music, do you listen to the music and let the music inspire something like for second skin, or do you kind of have an idea of what you're doing before the music even comes out? Well, um, I didn't make the artwork for night terrors and, uh, I've been making all the art. Uh, for all the singles, all, all of our merch, our social media assets and whatnot. Um, I definitely do have to listen to the music that's inspired. But um, sometimes when you're in that position, you just don't know where to go. And uh, I love having conversations with this, with the band. You know, I, I remember coming up with artwork for Second Skin. I, I just, we had long talks with, I had long talks with Jericho trying to figure out how to really um, visually encapsulate the the theme. And um, 
it's just a it's just a process, but definitely um, it's it's really fun uh, to to uh, be able to produce the image for the band and um, and uh, not you know like Jericho said we you know use our resources to do that we have an in-house person to do it so it's it's a blessing and it's a curse because sometimes i don't know where to go with it or when i do it might not work or you know it's just the whole creative process it's like songwriting itself it's just it's a trial and error trial and error really and Manny and John being the rhythm section of the band, man. I mean, how do you, how do you, how excited are you guys about Second Skin in terms of the direction this is going from from a rhythmic standpoint compared to some of the earlier works, especially with this lineup of the band now? Uh, it's definitely going to be fun. Uh, it's it's new, it's fresh. Um, I feel with a lot of the new members, it's it's definitely going to be something special. It's it, 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 it's a whole new sound from what we had done prior. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's definitely gonna be something special. And I know you guys have played shows with, with a lot of different bands, man, from The Plot and You, Silent Planet, uh, like Moths to Flames, Dayseeker, who I've I've come to really love those dudes a lot. Um, the Devil Wears Prada, obviously they've been metalcore mainstays, man, for mm-hmm. for over a, well over a decade now. Um, yeah. And it's in cool because you know both the plot and you and and the Devil Wears Prada are are from Ohio, where 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 I'm from, and it's cool to see kind of Ohio's contributions to metalcore, the Midwest, man. Um, but having Midwest said, that, yeah, what, what did you guys? Uh, of, of what have you learned from these live shows with these different th- these different artists in terms of things that you you know you pick up on either from watching them play or conversations that you have with these bands i mean i don't i know sometimes it kind of depends on the artist as far as how much they interact with the, the locals that are on the show but i mean what's it been like playing shows with those bands because because you know even looking at your guys's instagram man you guys have been playing a lot live it seems like um i guess i'll answer this um well i guess we can each answer this but uh, i guess i'll start um definitely meeting larger artists and getting like their a scope into their head because uh me and john had the pleasure of meeting um the vocalist from holding absence and we got to have a whole conversation with him and uh, i know something he told me is that you know write the music and people will come don't worry about trying to cater to other people or just trying to like you know be it definitely writing the music and focus on your art is something that will just have people start coming through. And as far as live performance goes, it's definitely putting on a show, um, crowd interacting, you know, making it a fun place to be. I know um, with the show we have coming up uh, for our EP release, um, which would be on the 10th, but I know this is coming out at the end of the month. So for our EP release show, we're actually, um, we're going to be doing something new live that we haven't done before, where we kind of make it more of a stage performance. Um I'm going to be putting on like a whole get up. Uh, we have a couple props there for a couple of the songs that um, we're going to be interacting with to try to get people, you know, hyped up and all that stuff. Um, me, For me personally, trying to interact better with the crowd and just get them excited, make them happy to be there, make them glad they came out because the last thing I want is to leave anyone disappointed for coming out to a show to see us because, you know, it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be 
like a great time all around. And if somebody's not having a great time, I want to change that. Yeah, it goes back to like what I was saying about the energy. We want to make sure that the crowd is entertained. They're having a good time. And we want to make sure that they're super, super excited to be there. And just, we want to have good vibes. And that's definitely something I've tried to emulate from watching other bands play. That's simply something I've, I do in my past time. I just like, I'll watch live sets and I'll just analyze how they play, what they do, how they interact with each other and the audience. And I try and incorporate that to my own playing live. And that's like, that's my studying, my research. Yeah, Manny, John, what about you guys, man? If, uh, you know, as far as the, the live shows are concerned or, or some of these, some of these heavy hitters that you guys have played with, I mean, what, what have some of the things that you guys take into account when, when you're up there on stage or maybe some of the stuff that, you know, not that you want to mimic other artists, but maybe, maybe things that you, you take away from some of those experiences as far as like, okay, I, I like, I like how they, they vibe live with the crowd. So from a lot of the bigger shows that I've attended and that I've played with, uh, definitely like the presence um, as far as image, uh, setting up lights and scrams and just really, really kind of making the show a show, like giving the people their money's worth. Uh, as far as seeing a smaller band encompassing our own circle, here in San Antonio, but like just giving people their money's worth, just really building on our stage presence. I know before Manny gets that, I just want to, I want to squeeze this in. I know definitely um, if they don't enjoy our music, then I definitely want them to enjoy our performance. Cause I don't know, I think like a band like Ice Nine Kills, I'm not super into their music, it doesn't like scratch that itch for me. I don't think they're bad by any means at all, but I would go to see them just to watch the performance because their fucking live performance is nuts from what I've seen. And that's, that's exactly, that's what I want to try to implement in our live sets to be leaving people with being like, man, you know, the band was kind of all right. I wasn't really into their music, but fuck their live performance was nuts. Like that shit was so fun. I know I've seen a few bands like that where the music wasn't too memorable, but I definitely remember watching them and seeing them perform giving them a good time regardless of if they enjoy the music or not. Sorry, good sure. Manuel. Yeah, going off what uh what John had said, um definitely just uh, from what I observe from these larger shows, it's just the and set up. And that's definitely something I want to incorporate with the band. It's just atmosphere. Atmosphere is very important. Yeah, there's there's bands too. It's it's cool. There's some bands that you know their their live show is is I've been to shows where there's more of a spectacle. Obviously, especially if it's like a an arena tour, right? Because if you're playing at an arena, there's usually some sort of a, a spectacle going on. Whether it's like a really cool backdrop or really cool light show. But then I've also been to clubs like I was telling you guys years ago when I saw Disturbed and I saw Death Punch. You know, and and for people listening now, it might be kind of hard to imagine Death Punch playing at a club but i had never seen anybody crowd control the way that ivan moody crowd controlled you know and i think what's really been cool about their rise is that they've put on a lot of other bands too you know from like nothing more to bad wolves like those guys have really helped other people in the scene disturbs been like that too over the years i feel like too they've always put on for other bands and i think metal needs more of that like jericho to, to call it back before we wrap it up you know at the beginning of this you were talking about you know, kind of the, the metal elitism or whatever. 
Um, that's one thing I, I hope to see kind of go away, you know, as far as the, the metal scene, because I feel like it's in some ways um, it's, it's already sort of like the, the outcast of modern music, you know, it doesn't get the same kind of love at, at, at things like the Grammys and stuff, you know, that, that obviously bigger genres do. Um, and I love hip hop too. Like I'm a, I'm a big hip hop fan and I love hip hop, but it doesn't get the same kind of attention. You know what I mean? So I think it's really cool that whether it's new metal or whether it's hardcore metalcore gents, you know, prog, like I think, I think it's cool when I see artists from different genres put together those tours, you know, because maybe the headliner that people are there to see, maybe they don't sound like that. Um, but you expose your audience to different, to different people, you know, and I, and I think exactly. that's, that's really dope. So, and, and from what it sounds like, it sounds like you guys got like a, a cool collective in San Antonio from what I'm hearing. And I, I, I wrote down white rabbit too, from my notes. So I didn't know if that was like a, a studio or like a place that, that you guys had played before, but so, I wrote that. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, so the White Rabbit, uh, form, it was formerly the White Rabbit. Now it's Paper Tiger. It's like like the venue here in town for like locals and like a lot of the metal bands. They go and perform there. Um, so that's it was, where the EP release show is going to be, the Paper Tiger, right? Yep. It was a big staple in San Antonio for a long time. I mean, God, even when I was in high school, in middle school, Paper Tiger was like, oh, that's where you go to see the heavy shit. Like you want to go and see like what, uh, whenever they were still doing um, – what is it? It was Summer Slaughter when they were still doing that tour. It would be at the Paper Tiger. It would be at the White Rabbit. Um, you could catch any band there any weekend, any day. I love that place. Well, fellas, before we wrap it up, man, I just want to say thank you again so much for taking the time on a Sunday afternoon to to speak with me uh, for, for more than an hour, man. It's been great to learn more about Morning Sun. Obviously, everybody listening, definitely go check out Spineless. Go listen to the whole EP, Second Skin. Uh, shout out to Manny with the artwork. I can't wait to see everything and how it's put together, man. I loved uh, the night terror stuff, but um, I guess just closing thoughts, guys, with with the theme of the show being perseverance and moving forward. You guys have obviously been through your lineup changes. You know, uh, you know, went under a different name, came back with Morning Sun, um, and and now this group. It sounds like it's been together for over a year. I mean, what what from what you guys have been through, just individually or as a band? I mean. For, for anybody out there that's struggling, what kind of advice would you want to pass on for somebody, you know, whether they're a musician that's thinking about hanging it up or whether there's somebody that's just having a tough time? Like what, what are things that have worked for you guys in your lives when you've gone through darkness to get to where you are now? Just uh, don't quit and just take it all in one step at a time. I say for me, it's to remember where you came from. Just remember what it was that originally got you to fall in love with it and to always have that, you know, in your mind and just think of what you want to work for. And if you have a clear goal of what you want to do, you might as well do it. You know, there's no reason for you to hold yourself back. If we have X amount of time on this planet, we might as well say fuck it and do something cool. Manny. I say um, for uh, personal reasons, to uh, remember that your friends or f- friends and family are there. If you ever need anything, um, they'll help you get through a really dark time. And when it comes to music, uh, you're lean on your bandmates. They're there. You know, I like to think Morning Sun's a family. 
and uh, we look out for our brothers. So definitely, I love you guys. I give you kiss. We them boys. Um, these dudes are definitely my best. Was that, I'm gonna be real. Was that the end of your thought? I don't want to cut you off, Manny. Oh, that is okay. I think personally, um, where you are doesn't define where you'll be in the future. I am personally way too fucking stubborn to quit. Uh, this is something that I love. I love getting to meet people and I love getting to like be a part of these people's lives and to know that everybody has something within them that can create something that will touch somebody else and reach somebody else in their life at a point where maybe they need it the most or maybe something that just gives them anything. It's it's the thought of that that keeps me definitely pushing through music is the fact that you know we can really do something and just because you know I may reach a point I may reach a point personally where I get deterred or I get you know I get tired I I just had it with it I just take a breath take a take a rest day because I know that's really hard to do especially in this kind of scene where everybody feels like they need to keep moving and if they stop moving they die it's not true there's nothing wrong with taking a break sometimes you need it so you can come back in even better than you were before I do want to jump on what you just said, though, because um, I think something that I that's always stuck with me, especially because um, in my old band, I remember getting a message, and it was something along the lines of, I just found your band, it's very nostalgic, or brought me back to a certain time in my life, and it truthfully saved my life, and it was one of the most mind-blowing things to me that I had that much of an impact, and I think that was definitely what solidified, like, I can make a difference to people's lives i can make you know even if it's not the biggest change i can at least help people with my music and that's definitely something that's always kept me going you never know what you're capable of but you'll never really know if you stop well josh jericho manny john thank you so much man for taking the time uh on on this afternoon and and sharing all your thoughts about Morning Sun and how you guys came to be and where you are now, and especially the thoughts there at the end about pushing through and persevering, man. I really appreciate it because that's what this show is all about, is just positive vibes, letting people know out there that uh, they can dare to dream and chase their dreams. So I'm glad you guys didn't quit. Jericho, I'm glad that you pushed through, you know, singing in front of friggin' Alice Cooper and <laughs> Navasi and getting you guys to where you are now and i'm really excited for morning sun i will obviously put up the links in this podcast description for everybody listening where they can find you but for people who aren't aware of morning sun gentlemen let them know where they can find you out there on on the internet y'all beautiful people can find us on twitter you can find us on instagram you can find us on facebook you can find us on spotify you can find us on itunes apple music um youtube music you can find us anywhere everywhere you just gotta look a little hard enough Morning Sun us. or Morning Sun TX. Yeah. On most platforms. Morning like your morning a loss and sun like the burning bowl in the sky. The the thing. Don't look at it. <laughs> again, Josh, Jericho, Manny, John, thanks again so much, man, for taking the time to do the show. I, I greatly appreciate it. Shout out Kobe too. I know he couldn't make it, but uh, I'm a big fan of what you guys are doing and I'm really excited for what 2023 has in store, man. And I, you know, personally I can't wait to listen to to second skin when it comes out man thank you so much for taking the time dudes and definitely stay in touch thank you dude no we appreciate you uh thank you for having us There you have it. That was my conversation with Jericho, Josh, Manny, and John 
of the band Morning Sun out of the San Antonio, Texas area. Make sure you go follow these guys on Instagram at MorningSunTX. And once again, that is morning with a U, like you're mourning the loss of somebody. That link will be in the podcast description for this episode, as well as their fan link. Their EP, Second Skin, fresh off the press, is out now. Just came out on February 9th. Make sure you go jam that. I really enjoyed it front to back. There's great melodic moments. There's great heavy, visceral, headbanging, breakdown moments. And it's just a great piece of work from these dudes. And once again, their latest single is Spineless, which they released the same day. That music video, once again, already over 16,000 views on YouTube. So run it up. Run up the numbers for Morning Sun and just go support these guys. And if you're in the Texas area, please keep an eye out for the upcoming shows that they have because I would love to see them live. And I hope I hope I eventually get the chance to do that. But, you know, please go check these guys out and support them with the live show because as you guys heard in that conversation, that's very important to them that, that they make sure that is an experience that the fans enjoy. So once again, at Morning Sun TX on Instagram, their fan link and the link to their Instagram will be in the podcast description for this episode. And that is M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Once again, like you're mourning the loss of somebody. Morning Sun, baby. I just want to say once again to Jericho, Josh, Manny, John, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast and share your stories with the listeners of this show. It was great to learn more about the history of the band and how you guys came together and learned about the music that you're making, Second Skin, everything that you guys have been through to this point. I'm really excited for you dudes, and I'm just uh, I'm really happy that right out the gate, Second Skin is already seeing great success within the first couple of weeks of the release. Man, February is a short month, but the fact that in basically a little over a two-week span, you guys have already gotten the kind of numbers you've gotten on Spineless is really cool. So I'm really happy for you guys, and I'm, I'm just really grateful you took the time to come on the show. So thank you so much again, dudes. Shout out, Kobe. I know you couldn't make it, man, but headbanging with you as well, brother. And uh, once again, I want to give a, a big thank you to Johnny Zirkel over at High Road Publicity for, once again, just his belief in the show for sending great guys like the dudes in Morning Sun my way and uh, all the content that I've been able to put on the show because of people like Johnny who believe in it and, and, and support the show in terms of just, you know, enjoying the vision of it. Uh, you know, I had a chance to have Johnny on the podcast and talk about the wildfires project has been, uh, and, and talk about his show as well. And, and it's, uh, it's really cool to have somebody who believes in the show send people my way. So thank you to Johnny. And once again, thank you to all of you who take the time to listen to this podcast, who take the time to like and subscribe, to tell a friend to tell a friend, to leave a rating and a review on either Apple or Spotify. All of those things really go a long way in helping this show get out to more people. So if you're a new listener and you did enjoy the show, once again, thank you for hopping aboard the pirate ship. And uh, if you would be so kind to take the time, tell a friend, follow me on Instagram at March4thPod, on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman. You can listen to the podcast. Obviously, you're listening right now, but you can listen to it basically anywhere you get your podcast. All the major ones, Stitcher, Apple, iHeart, Spotify, Amazon, TuneIn, Audible, Podchaser. I'm, I'm, I'm on all of them, man. Uh, say that three times fast. I'm on all of them, man. Um, I am on all of the major platforms, but I know on Spotify and Apple, it does give you the option to leave a rating and a review. At least on Apple, you can leave a comment and leave a review, but... Uh, those those things go a long way in helping the show get out to more people. And ultimately, that's what I want, man. Not because I'm trying to be 
some big old star, but because I really enjoy these conversations. I love putting people on to new music or new businesses or just sharing stories of perseverance and moving forward and talking about people chasing their dreams. You know, like you guys heard towards the end of that episode, you know, uh, and, and, and listen to the guys talk about, you know, just going after what you love and we've got one life to live. And, and that's something I need to remind myself of on the daily as well. So um, I really just want to be a positive ripple effect, man, in, in the very large sea of humans out there. I just want to make sure that with the time that I've been given in this world that uh, I leave a I leave a, a good impact and, and I leave things better than, than what they were before I arrived, man. Um, and that might sound cheesy to some people, but that really is the goal. And I really love doing this stuff. So thank you so much for all of your support. Keep the faith and be kind to one another. I'm going to wrap this one up by giving you guys the latest single, Spineless, from Morning Sun out of Texas. Here it is.